it was like, amen, when the Spirit of the Lord moved on me and I danced and I shouted. Let me tell you, whatever pleasure is out there in the world, it's nothing compared to joy unspeakable and full of glory. How the devil will absolutely torment you. Do you think you're going to go to hell and never feel tormented? Amen. You know what's going on in your mind right now. You know the pressure. You know the way the devil talks. You know the way the devil drives you. Amen. He tells you you cannot quit. You cannot get free. You cannot ever get rid of the devil. You cannot ever break the habit. Can you imagine what he will be like in hell. Amen. The number one main thing is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, we must preach with a burden that the blood of Jesus Christ still cleanses from all sin. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Holiness Preaching Online podcast. Here is a great sermon from a great Pentecostal holiness preacher. of the, the children as well as the grown folks. The little boy playing around the stairway after a while will be the boy that runs for governor or sheriff or, or, or yeah. will be a deacon or an elder, you know, in a church. It bothers me at camp meetings if I go and, and we're so dead and dry until uh, about all the preachers are full of us glory to God and amens. And can you see where I'm at? And anybody could see where they're at if they're half asleep. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I would like to be spiritual. I've not always been that spiritual, and I must confess, I've, I've, I've tried nine churches and a bunch of boards and stuff, you know, and and uh, I, I just don't let it out on me. I've had to apologize a few times because uh, uh, that preaching wasn't that great. Hey, us no doubt about it, you know, and they just wasn't. That's all, you know. It really wasn't a piano player that was out of key. It was me, but folks thought it was a piano player, and uh, I could have easily passed it off like it was, you know. You know, it was the piano player's fault. And, and you didn't say amen to me. I'd have preached good. If you'd have said amen, I'd have preached good. Well, I doubt if I would. I doubt if I'd have done any better than I'd done, you know. What I'm saying is I think we all ought to feel a responsibility as Christians and preachers of trying to do our part to help people. I've not always been able to do that. Uh, people have spoke well of me, and I thank them for their uh, comment. They didn't all speak well, Brother Havis. One, one of them said he sounded like a hoodow when he sang. And it took me about three minutes to get over that. I, I like to lost out on even saying any more of that service on account of it. <laughs> I, 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 I felt, I guess, like that sister dad said, he didn't even shake my hand. You heard them, that record there. He didn't even shake my hand. So I, but I do appreciate my friend down here, Brother Ed Robinson. Well-off man, brand-new house, wall-to-wall carpet. Raised with the dogs on the floor. I couldn't hardly sleep at his house last time. I left them hounds on the floor bumping the sleepers under there. I, in my bedroom, he, I didn't tell him that, but them old dogs down there and boom, 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 all night long. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> We've not always been blessed with indoor plumbing children and hot and cold air in the house. It's hard to believe what we have come from. I come from the coal oil lantern. Uh, singing under the double eagle with the old male or guitar and it wasn't an electric line, brother, long and miles of where my old uncle lived when we sat in that old house. We'd catch a house afar, build a, a far in that wood stove till it just breathing in on chair. Hey, what's you hearing me? Your mind's talking to me. And that pipe going through, well, insulation, we didn't know what you meant. Right. Catch a house afar and have to get a bucket of water and get up there and put it out and just go on. Yes, sir. Snow blowed through the cracks on the floor. Sweep the floor, wouldn't have to get the door with the dirt. <laughs> Ain't that right? Yes, Went right on through the floor. You didn't have experience, did you, son? Well, don't be sad because you didn't. I'm telling you, we just, we just living in a different time, and we're modern. But I'm just a chip off the old and a chip off the new. Somebody said to me the other day, said, can you all hear me? You, the folk, can hear me with or without one if it's not a very big building. But you know... Uh, 
Somebody said that, oh, they, oh, well, all right, then. That makes a difference. You won't tape it. It won't be much on it. But, uh, you know, uh, I understand that talk, too. If you don't talk into that and they're taping, you just mess their ministry up. Well, that's what I'm doing it for then. But, you know, somebody said to me that they said, Brother Moore, it's a different time. I said, tell me about it. I'm still here. Here and here. You don't understand. I do understand. And I must make a, a, a defense in the day we're in because I'm here. And I was there the night the Lord condemned me, convicted me of my sins. And I still know what sin is. Well, it's not chewing gum and soda pop and ice cream and icing on a cake or coffee or tea or Pepsi or Dr. Pepper, but I do know what it is. Now, if you've got hung up on colors and you can't stand anything but black, wear it. I love it. But God likes a lot of it. You're going to get into it with Him if you tell Him you don't believe in colors. You're going to have to straighten Him out on the fall of the year. So I'm not wasting my time with that. What I want to do is get to the nitty-gritty of the matter. I, I don't care whether it please you or displease you. I love you. But I didn't come here to agree or disagree. I am not a Democrat or a Republican. And I don't think we've got anybody running for the office that's very well qualified for it. Glory to God. Now, that's what you call an independent deluxe, ain't it? No, that's just a born-again Christian that don't believe in this mealy-mouthed, sinful, weak-kneed, jellyfish, backbone bunch. I remember that Brother Dillard told an old boy seeking the Holy Ghost that every time I seek the Holy Ghost to go to search myself for a cigarette or my bulldorm or my Prince Albert and when I'm in the woods or especially when I pray or at the barn, I just go to search myself for a cigarette. He said, you don't have the backbone of a red worm. He is ready to fight. I was kind of like that preacher in Texas. fellow. fell out of my whip. He said, you want me to lay down? I don't know what makes the devil think that God's people don't aren't something and, and, and that they don't stand for anything. They do. They always have. They always have. You know what the fellow done? He got mad and prayed to and got the Holy Ghost when they got straightened around enough Brother Havis to see where he's at. He prayed to about it. I cannot understand where the devils went to. Do you know where he's at? We used to cast him out, but I ain't none to cast out now. She just got a bad headache and needs another pill, and, and he just got a bad backache, and that's the reason he's drinking and kicking the dog and, and knocking the door off the hinges. If you get his back relieved, he'll be all right, and she ju he just got a stomachache, and that's not a devil. No, 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 just because he slapped his child off the front porch and, and cursed his own daddy. That's not the devil. He just needs a, a see a psychiatrist. Where is the devil at? Do you all know where he's at? I went underground worse than I've ever seen. Well, I was, used to get me with a collar. I didn't like it. He shook me around, threatened to whip me and things like that. But now he's got so nicey-nicey until, Lord, he's joined the Holy Roller Church House and messed us up bad in lots of places. Don't preach that. Don't preach. What do you want me to preach? Mary Baker Eddard's book of the Almanac? Never seen a like in my life. Don't preach anything. Well, son, if you get as crooked as a snake, you want me to leave you alone? I ain't going to do it. I'm going to tell you, if you don't get straightened out, you're going to go to hell. I want to help you get straight. I'm not telling you what a whole wholesale sellout. I'd rather pastor church didn't have 13 benches in it and preach what I know it was the Bible and stay safe or keep on compromising until I had their favor and lost God's. I'm not mad at nobody, but I, I'm telling you, we're in a fast-paced time. Dip and dodge and duck trying to keep from saying anything. Say something. Praise the good Lord. Let us know what it is anyhow. Amen. You'd come to Oklahoma and say, there comes a Mephitus. Well, bless my heart. Call it a skunk. We'll all know what it is, and we can get out of the way of it. Don't use that scientific stuff on me. I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody else does. Lord, help us. You think I'm really going to preach? Why, well, I'm not here. I, I tell you what, I love people. I hate saying anything to, to folks that use tobacco. And since the Surgeon General of the United States said it's injurious to your health may cause lung cancer, it made it easy on me. They tried, hey, was they talked about me four foot from me down yonder in High School, Oklahoma, when I preached against tobacco. They all used it claim the Holy Ghost and talked in tongues. The old mother hid out behind the wagon when they're shucking corn to keep watching the back door so when B come out, she could drop her cut out of her mouth before she seen her speaking in tongues in the meeting. Well... 
I told him he didn't have the Holy Ghost, and I wanted to hook me. Well, that's my heart. <laughs> but I won. <laughs> I won. You want to watch that man of God? He'll win on you. He'll whip you when he's running 103. Ah, don't tell me he won't. He'll do it. He's got God with him. We lose God out of our choir. We lose God out of our church. We send God out of our pulpits. We send God out of our Sunday school classes. We just well be riding a rock in the bucket and just well make a hay barn out of the church house that costs a million dollars. God don't have no honor or respect for materials. If he did, he wouldn't burn the world up. I'm not a doing no preaching right now at all. Some of my wife don't want me to preach very long anyhow. I don't blame her after 40 years of hearing it. It's just... But the good man preached. Just forget his youth. He's not that young. No, how? Just looks young getting on up. But the thing we need to do is honor the gospel. He told us what's happening to us. I want to go, and I want the power of God. But now I speak as a fool, but I think I have a right to after. Well, we, I was counting long ago. We made time we get back home this time in, in the last few days, just a few weeks. We like the rest of it. We run over 5,000 miles in the last few weeks. Uh, we're playing for keeps. I'm playing for keeps. You may just be messing around see if you can get in something. See if you can get a suit and tea or something to play a teacher or song leader. I ain't messing around like that myself. I'm playing for keeps. Amen. Amen. I want to make it. I want you to make it. We can make it. You don't have to be crazy to do it. You don't have to be a fanatic to do it. You don't have to believe what everybody else believes as far as their doctrinal points. But you must believe the Bible. And it's pretty plain. It don't take a very bright man to understand it. If it did, I never would have got none of it. But we can go to heaven from Alabama. I'm so glad to see all these Christians here. It blessed my heart to, to see them and to see the work going on. I, I just love the work of God myself. I, uh, I, uh, we've done a little of it. I, I know we have Bristol each year and other meetings we go to. And a while back I was in a meeting and, you know, make about three or four services a day and up late every night, 12, 1, 2 o'clock sometimes, 3 or 4. I'd catch Lawrence out there at 1.30 down there at your meeting. 1.30 in the morning. Uh, he is out there walking around. I was looking out the glass lots of time. Oh, yeah, I watch his meeting. But I feel sorry for our precious people. I love them. We, I get maybe three or four hours sleep a night in the meeting and three or four services a day and preach too a lot of time. And I feel so sorry for them. They sit and they sweat and they say, oh, long-winded preaching. Yes, it's rough on you. It's rough on you. Preachers go through things too for you. That's all we're doing it for. That's all we're doing for Brother... We were sorry to hear you sick. It hurt me when I heard, but I was glad to hear you got better. Help me right now. If I don't love the people, I don't know my name. Never be worth a snap of your finger if you don't love people. We ordained a fellow on the West Coast the other day like you did this morning, and I told him, I said, if you don't love people, forget it. If you can't love people, forget it. Son, you got to love them whether they even give you a dime in your offering. I've helped meetings where God sent them for miles to bring me money because it didn't have anywhere I was at so I could buy gas to get to the next one. Yeah, that's all right. So I've talked about half my time away, and I want to quit. When do you stop? What time do you close? What time do you eat your lunch here? There should be a time, don't you think, 12? Well, we're going to stop right quick. All right, the third chapter of the book of... Exodus, just a few simple thoughts. That's all I've had since I was a boy. Third chapter of the book of Exodus, very simple scripture. Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, came to the mountain of God, even to the whole rep. Going to talk just a little while in the right place at the right time. He said, don't make no difference. I beg your pardon, sir. You missed a corner there, John. You should have been on the other corner, John. You should have been on the other corner. It makes a difference where you're at whether God meets you a lot of times. He led the flock of God, and I like that, and, I, and that's what MacArthur had in him and Eisenhower had. We bowled some of the best generals we had out because they come out of the foxhole first and said, Follow me. We bowled them out, but that's still the best leader, Havis, is that man that leads the flock. Don't be afraid to cross here. I'm going over. Don't be afraid to cross here. I'm going over. Don't be afraid of this mountain. I'll go up it in front of you. He led the flock of God to the backside of the desert. You know, when you're trying to be somebody important, you can't hardly find the right place at the right time. But if you're just trying to be what God wants you to be, you land right where you need to be at the right time. He got back over there on the backside of the desert. That's a good place to go. Folks don't bother if you get away from them. 
I used to study in the graveyards a lot because dead folks don't bother you. That's where I used to pray and study when I went to hold meetings before we had so many good parsonages and air-conditioned places. I'd stay in the graveyard till the squirrels run down out of the trees and run around my feet. I'd become part of the woods. Well, uh, uh, you know, he got back where God wanted him to be, and he went to the mountain of God. Now, I don't know whether he knew anything about the mountain of God at this time or not, but I wonder if he didn't. He may not have, but he took his flock to the mountain of God. And back there, what happened, children? Do you all remember in your Sunday school class, he saw a what on fire? Do you know what he saw on fire, son? Back at the backside of the desert when Moses was a little boy or a man, and he went back there. What Do you remember what he saw? How many children remember what Moses saw? Are you listening, boys, girl? What was it, son? A burning bush. What would you do if you saw one? I'd say, hey, Daddy, Mama, come here and look at this bush. You could have called every far apart in the country. They wouldn't have got that one out. But the angel of the Lord, in order to get Moses' attention, set the bush on fire. And when God sets it on fire, you can't put it out. It's kind of like trying to hold that old mama down. It's got the Holy Ghost and fire. You can't stop her. Get a hold of her and get yourself hurt. I know about this. I'm not smart, but I do know the power of God fell on the California coast and Vince was alive, and they called the police department because they shot it and hooped and fell. And they, oh, did you all ever do that here? Our old grandmamas in Oklahoma uh, swung their bonnets around the head and danced amongst the babies on the palace and never stepped on a one of them 70 and 80 year old. Never stepped on a baby. Yeah, I've been right there. They fell on the power. Yeah, it's happened here. It's happened everywhere God's been in. You know out there in California, it happened. They call the law. It's happened. They come to get them, and they're going to load them in the paddy wagon laying out on the floor. One old police got on one end of them and on the other. He bent over to get him. God hung him up right in his back. I know this happened. I wouldn't tell if it didn't happen. I, I ain't trying to do it. You ever see anybody put out a paper? Every paper they put out, worldwide deluge, chunk photo, everybody got saved, everybody got healed, the greatest deluge there was in the history of the world. But if I put one out, I'd have to say it wasn't some of the driest, flattest preaching ever done. Not a move was made in the whole outfit while I was there. But I could tell you another or two, too. Hit him in the back. He said, get him. He said, you get him if you want him. He couldn't go down or up to get him. Like it happened to old brother, like to call his name where I pastored years ago. I may not do no preaching. I ain't got time to just testify. Testifies about all I need to do. I pastored a church where an old man didn't believe in the power of God and his wife had shouted. One day she went shouting at home. She prayed to it at home shouted. You can do that. Somebody said to shout to music. I do. I love music. I like to shout with it. I like to dance with it. Somebody tried to make it us think we weren't in the spirit. If music stopped and, and, you, and you didn't keep it going, you weren't in the spirit. A baloney, if you please. Did you ever read the Bible? Do you know what one of the greatest prophets in the world said, son? Bring me a minstrel, he said. Why? Well, because when the Spirit of God began to move on that minstrel play and that, the power of God come upon him. That's the reason when old brother Cornelius used to say, Well, little David, play on your harp. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Little David, play on your harp. Hallelujah. He could sing that, and it seemed like to me like electricity went down in my heels, and as heavy as I was, it seemed like I couldn't hardly keep from shouting. Well, old Brother Claude could rear back and say, There ain't no grave going to hold my body down. He could sing that a little bit, and there's just something good. Oh, that should bring me a mess. How God come upon him. There's such a thing as getting in the right place at the right time where you can see the bush on fire, where you can have an experience of your own, where God met you somewhere. You was there and God was there. You say, if he wants me, you'll have to chase me down. Oh, you'll run yourself in a ditch somewhere and may die and go into eternity alone. If you wait on that, you better get where God wants you at. I've not got time to preach this message, but did you know what God told Joseph in a dream through an angel? He said, take the young child and go into Egypt. Did you ever preach on be thou there? You didn't. What a text you've overlooked. Uh, angel, uh, Lawrence, be quiet. I'm a talking. No, not now. You can't preach it now. Lawrence, the angel said, go there and, eat, and be thou there till I bring you word. 
don't care what the neighbors say about you and how they make fun of you and how they say you look like another kind of people and you hadn't ought to be living down here. You're not a native of this place, are you? You belong to the city council. I mean, uh, uh, have you registered yet? I mean, where in the world did you come from? Don't pay no attention. To, uh, you, I wouldn't live in that house without you. I'd get out of here. You're lost and dang. Don't pay no attention. Be thou there till I bring you word. You know what I'm trying to preach on? Can you think of what I told you? Ben Shaw, I'm a preaching on in the right place at the right time. That's the way I hold attention. Tell half of it and tell the rest half of it. No, it ain't either, see, young brother. I, that's a fault I've got. Did you know what? I'm going to get... Let me remember to get back to be thou there, will you? You'd have got us. You'd have been there. Did you hear me? Why didn't you come to meet... Aunt Susie come. Didn't you come last week? You told your wife a month ago she, you wish you'd stay away. It looked like she's going to move in on you. And now you stayed out again because you come. What a pitiful excuse when you stand before God that made the world and sent preachers and people to sacrifice and do without to bring you and your grandchildren the message. Ain't much going to stand. You need to be thou there. You ever sang that song? Well, you ought to been there when the love of the Lord came down. Well, I wish they'd been here last night. You know that night we had to break out down yonder. I wish the whole town had been there. Said, so now you could have seen something if you'd have been here. You'd understood more about it if you'd have been. Well, this old boy's wife went to dancing after she prayed to, and he didn't believe in it. He grabbed his old fiddle up and went to fiddle and track in the star trying to. His arm hung on him. It did hang on him. It hung on him. Hey, but you may not have heard about it. I started to call his name guess one. His arm hung on him. He said, oh, why, 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 pray, pray. Pray, wife. Pray, 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 pray. She had to pray. His arm hung. He couldn't fiddle. He couldn't get his arm back down. He couldn't do nothing. He never did play turkey in the stall to her dancing in the spirit no more. Now, if you think we preachers have to make up a bunch of stuff to convince you we don't, I'm telling you like it is. What I know has happened. At the backside, the dead of God appeared to him, the slow-talking man. And he said, I want you to go down to Egypt. And said, tell him that I am sent you. Well, I am what I am. I am what I will be. I was, I am to Abraham, and I am, I am to thee. You have no right song about that. I am what I am. I am what I will be. I was, I am to Abraham, and I am, I am to thee. That sound like that'd be a biblical song. Have no get me a course of that, Havis. I wrote that just kind of a mind, you know. I think I ought to get me a... I am what I am. I am what I will be. I was, I am to Abraham, and I am, I am to thee. I am the door. I am. That worked New Testament with. I ain't got the time. That's all there is to. I want you to go down Egypt land. Bring them out. I talk too slow. No, you don't. You know, if you get in the right place at the right time, God will fix your tongue. We got too many fast talkers anyhow, brother. Brother, down. Brother Ben Church told me that. Brother Booth said, Slow down, Brother Moore. You talk too fast and get up close to the mic. He told me the truth. Bless his heart. <laughs> we love that boy. Take his tape back to him. <laughs> yeah, take his tape back to him. We love that. <laughs> we got a Situation here in First Samuel 16. I hope I use a little sense. I'm going to try to. 16th chapter of 1 Samuel. We have the man of God going down to anoint a king over Israel. And the Lord told him who to call to the meeting. Get the sons of Jesse in here. I don't know why the Lord couldn't have just said, bring David in here. But, you know, God never bothered to explain everything he... Man, if he had, there'd have been a world full of books written. We couldn't have got the Bible condensed down in one just little uh, uh, roadmap to heaven. If all the things Jesus did, we couldn't have stacked the books in his house. So he just took a few things out of there enough to convince us that God is real and give us some information about how to go to heaven. Brother Leonard from Virginia. We can go from anywhere. And here, he's got all the sons of Jesse. I like to go down the list sometimes, try to have, tell how I think they looked, but I'm not a going to. But there's fine-looking boys. And all seven of his boys passed before Samuel... And the Lord said, well, I can use just about anything you can get here. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, but today he's a good man, and they ought to be put in office if they don't do anything but take an offering. Well, they may do like that old boy wrote Ann Lander said. They went to church, and it, was a, it wasn't a church like ours at all. And they said he's watching while the offering plate had been passed. When one of the young men passed it, started up in the balcony. He reached in the pan, got a handful, stuck in his pocket, and went on up in the balcony to take it up. And they didn't know whether they ought to tell the priest about it or not. You know, just putting folks in office just because of kin folks, all you're going to have is just because of kin folks after a while. I want to tell you, go ahead and get mad. If you've been wanting to get mad, have a feeling. Do your good. You come out of it and get saved. I'd rather put them all in one room and teach them myself as to transgress the law of God and get somebody over them that's a way out and far from God in the Bible. I'd rather do it. Got seven of them went to. Yeah, but ain't one of them qualified here. Have you got any more? He said, we've got one. Where is he at? He's in the right place at the right time. He's out with the sheep. Out herding the sheep. Well, that's where he ought to have been. That's where God wanted him. He was out there being the shepherd. He ought to be. So they got him and brought him in. And he got to be a king. I, I ain't going to take time to talk. Did you, read, did you read about Brother Elijah? Well, I'm sure you did. In the 17th chapter of 1 Kings, God told Elijah, Get thee hence. Get to move on. You know... Somebody said, I'll tell you what the will of God is. If you're pastoring and there's another opens up that pays more money, and will on top of that pay your insurance, and besides that have a good parson to live in, then it's God's will for you to leave this and then get that. But I'd like to preach on in the right place at the right time. I've been there a few times. It wasn't such a commodious port, but it was where God wanted me, and it's where God met me. Somebody said to me, Brother Moore, how do you hear from the Lord? You've got to be in the right place at the right time. A woman met me in your church. When I was at your church years ago, I walked out your office door into the parking lot, and one of your ladies in your church, you can check it out and you get back to them. She met me and said, Brother Moore, I'm into it. I was in the right place spiritually and in the right place physically. And she said, I don't know what's wrong. I said, I do. Brother Moore, what in the world's wrong? They've tested and run. They can't. I said, it's in your blood. I'm going to pray for you, and God will help you. Prayed for You know who come to me at your meeting this year? Now, if this wasn't so, I'm into it, ain't I? Ain't I into it, telling this up here? She come to me and said, Brother Moore, you're right. You was right. It's been yours. God healed me, she said. And I'm well. said, God is healed. Well, I'll tell you what. Elijah, pick out the motel you want to stay in, uh, 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 the roadside inn you want to stay in. Just figure out where you want to hide and go hide, and I'll help you there. No, I'm going to fix your hiding place for you. I'm going to fix your staying place for you. If I'm going to be with you, you'll have to go where I tell you to go. You know a shortcut? I don't need it. Use it yourself if you think you can make it on it. I'll take the road and know. Y'all ever sing it? I'll take the road I know. When I was just a little child, I'd wander all alone. When the evening shadows fell, I'd make my way back home. You ever been lost? I have, Lawrence. I've been lost in which way is which. I've been lost in the bad mountains of Colorado and the Rockies. Ten thousand feet high on a, on a snow mountain. Caught myself in my tracks coming back to me. Up there deer hunting. Used most of that time, honestly, praying in them woods. But I was up there and I was lost in the snow and way in the evening gets freezing at night. I said, God, I'm lost here. And, and a fear tried to get a hold of me, but I, I prayed and asked the Lord to help me. And the Spirit of God come upon me. Been a moving on me for over 40 years. Moves on when I buy myself or with somebody. I dance with or without music. Sing with or without. <laughs> you don't have to have a bass, brass band to get happy, son. Lord, you can have a revival on a flat rock by yourself. Limit God. Tie God to somebody else. Tie him to the stock market and your spirituality go up and down like it does. You hook your spirit to somebody and they'll throw you flat of your face. Bless Lord. God said, go higher. Higher. I'm already 10,000 feet. And the top of this thing, nearly 12,000 feet. And the spirit come on and say, go higher in the mountain. I could go higher, but I couldn't come out of there. So many switchbacks, I couldn't get down out of there. Now, where is that? 
No, lost all sense of direction. I went higher. I climbed up, I stood up that mountain higher and higher. I was way up there like a wolf. I got up there and the sun come through the clouds. And I spotted a burnout. Sun went back in the clouds. God hears me. I seen that burnout. Sun stayed out long enough, broke through them clouds for me to get my directions. I walked off that mountain miles into that burnout. Some boys from Oklahoma camped and walked into the camp. Hello, brother boy, how you doing? I thought you don't know how I'm doing. I'm doing just right. In the right place. At the right time, you'd be where God wants you. Stay there, I'll bring you word. And a few uh, months and months went by, and one night an angel of God come to Joseph and dream, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and go back where you come from. They're dead, that's all his life. General, spiritual directions will get you where you need to go if you stay in the right place with the Lord. I notice here in Elijah, God said to him, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward. And you'll meet somebody that tells you to go the other way. Don't go east. That's the roughest route to it. Take the other route. You better take that eastern route. That's the reason I guess that fellow wrote that song. Oh, that he will. But he might. As the lightning does so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. He might be. But go to the brook, and I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And every morning and every night, here come that bird with that meat. Bread and meat. Bread and meat. Brought it to him. He stayed a little dried up when he left there. The Lord's Spirit directed him to go to Zarephath. And when he come into town, there's a woman in the right place at the right time. It pays to be there. I know Physically, I know. While I was going through the town, the Spirit said, Move on. Moved on and said, Pull up the curb. I told this maybe somebody. And pulled up the curb. I was going to hold a meeting a thousand miles from home, Bible said. And, and a fellow walking down the sidewalk, seen me pull up. I'd known him years ago, never sent me any money in his life. He walked up the car, said, Where are you going, Brother Moore? I got out. Well, I said, I'm going to hold a meeting. I was going to Virginia. And he said, It's a strange thing. I was walking down the sidewalk, and the Lord moved on me to hand you some money. Ain't that been in the right place at the right time? I was just driving through the town, and I never seen the man. Never had him in my life. The Spirit bid me pull to the curb. I pulled to the curb, and he walks up and says, I saw you pulling up, and God spoke to him and told me to hand you some money. He handed it to me. I, I stayed around a little while to the left. Hey, just get right back in the car and leave. But that's all I stopped for to pick up that offer. That's working just right, in. <laughs> How do you like to live like that? You can be where God is when God is there. You can be where the power of God falls, and you can be there when it falls. Too many times. I can't, not too many, but I can't enumerate all of them, but all through the Bible. You remember uh, Elijah when he went to that town, and here come the widow woman, and gathering up, what are you going to build, build a big fire, going to build an Oklahoma Indian fire? Just a little. Indian Oklahoma said, white man, big, build a big fire, get way back. Indian build a little fire, get up close, save the wood. Same thing, good sense thing. Indians, Indians say lots of good things. Old Cherokee Indian, I used his prayer when I married her and Jen. He said, may your moccasins make happy tracks in many snows, and may the rainbow always touch your shoulder. He knew what he's talking about. Oh, glory. I never will forget the Lord sent me back to the worst place I ever held a meeting in my life. Treated me like a dog, worse than a dog. Stayed in one home a week before the woman ever asked me to eat breakfast at the table. You like home meeting her? You ain't going to go. You, ain't, you don't know where that's You ain't going to go there. Glory to God. Bless your heart. I love you, son. But did you know something? It pays to be in the perfect will of God. In the right place at the right time. There when it fell. There when the power of God moved. There when sinners prayed. There when mother came to the altar. There when daddy prayed through. It pays to be in the right place at the right time. I noticed uh, uh, Elijah told that woman, I know it sounds preaching, aren't they a sight in the world? they got to obey God, though. It's not easy done sometimes. Amen? A fellow won't talk to him about marital troubles a while back. And uh, he said, now, you know, my wife's us and so, and, you know, and he's so smooth and so good. 
I said, I don't have time to fool with you much. I, I've got things to do. Did you whip her? He didn't expect that, Havis, but if we want God's answer, if we're going to get in the right place at the right time, we've got to hear what God's got to say. I said, did you whip her? Did you beat on your wife? Did you whip on your wife? Well, 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 yes, now you can't do that. That'll have to be fixed. You'll have to fix that. He ain't fixed that yet. Not like he needs to. Did you whip on her 17-year-old daughter that's not yours? Oh, yes, you can't do that. You can tell her, but she'll have to correct her. We want God, do you? Went to the hospital to visit the boy. He promised me in his mother's cash he'd go to, go to heaven meet her. All of them cried and prayed. They'll do that at funeral. You can't pay much attention to people crying and praying at a funeral. No more than you can a man getting religion when he goes to jail. Had an old boy in my church got arrested, the honor thing. He ought to have been prosecuted. You don't think religion exempts you from prosecution, do you? Now, Danny, if you steal my hubcaps, you ought to be prosecuted. Preacher, no preacher. You steal the church money, you ought to get it. They ought to put you on the spot. You try to make up a home for us every Sunday school teacher, brother Butler, they ought to put you on the spot. You're not exempt from prosecution. He wanted God, but if you get God, you've got to be willing to be in the right place at the right time. Went to see him in jail and had him a Bible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Shut up, I said. Hush. 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 Every judge knows that everybody gets religion when they fix and go to jail, Havis Crawford. Everybody gets religion there that they fix and have to go upstream. Hush, I said, you get out of this jam. They want to pray through you can then. I'm called to preach. You ain't no more called to preach the devil is. Except to call to preach just because you got arrested for doing something wrong and try to tell the church to ordain you. Well, you had no, ain't nobody. I don't know this boy's been ordained. Bless his heart. That's wonderful. But ain't nobody in here been a preaching two or three months, four, five, six months. It ought to be ordained. No, no way. No, sir. Ain't even fair to a novice to put him out here and let him fire at him from every side and sink his boat and backslide him over that. I've just got to. I hear you, Beatrice. I, I just aim to try to hurry as best as I can. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to find a stopping place. So thank you for speaking to me. But that little woman made herself a cake or was going to, and the preacher said, bring it to me. <laughs> well, if you want God to bless your meal barrel, you're going to have to do what the man of God said. She met him right. She met him at the right place. Standing right out there. Well, I'd have been looking for a, 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 a wagon hauling sandwiches. I'd have been, Brother Moore, I'd have been looking for another bunch of ravens. I'd have had my eyes on the sky and said, there's going to be a bunch of ravens meet me here where God told me to go and bring me some more to eat. But it wasn't a widow woman. What's that coming out of? That couldn't be God. You know, a lot of folks has failed to be at the right place at the right time because they overlooked the source of supply. You wouldn't have thought my old uncle had $2,000 and that old work shoe in the closet either, but he did. And that work shoe is the one his wife uh, found the money in, and when he came in from work, said, you had an old shoe in the closet, and I gave it to a beggar that's coming by, just an old bomb, an old pair of shoes, I thought he could wear them. He said, old shoe, old shoe. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> he had never told her about stashing that 2,000 away. She was teasing him. But, you know, you can't tell by looking where the supply is at. We've had a poor lot of preachers and a poor lot of church folks pass up the little Ramble Shack Shack down by the railroad track and never invited them to come and never showed an interest in them because it didn't look like they had anything and we wasn't after what they had anyhow. But if we'd have been in the right place at the right time, old Uncle Zach could have left us that 50000 he had, the fellow lived in the shack. We could have built us a new church. But we wasn't willing to accept what God sent to us. Up the edge of town's a widow woman coming out. If there's anybody in this town got anything, it ain't her. You can't go by looks. That's what I went by when I had a sister come to camp meeting years ago in Oklahoma, many years ago. She, she looked like she'd overdone holiness to me. She reminded me of the time Lois told Havis she thought he'd overdone her turnip greens. I don't want to. Havis may not let me. Oh, I don't I not do that to you. If you think that's wrong, you talk to me at church. I'll fix that forever. But we've had a time about these things to eat, you know. A lot of times you eat things that you don't really like, but that's all folks got. I tell you, some folks all had to turn it. But you know, you like them. My wife loves But, you know, I'm not real high now. But, you know, all they had is turnip greens and cornbread and gravy. Don't you think I didn't eat them, Ed? I ate them, thank God for them. Somehow or another, they took that bitter out of it and made it taste sweet and good to me. And I just thanked that woman for them, and I could cry and thank her for them. 
sometimes the source of supply. You, you just can't tell. That little widow woman was standing there, and the man of God said, Would you, what are you fixing to do? He said, well, we're going to, I'm gathering, you won't take a big far. We're going to make one more meal. It's all we're fixing to make. We, it's the last go-round. We're going to make one cake. A sister in my church called it a little hoe cake. Hoe cake. That might have been what it was. But he said, bring me one first, will you? The preacher wasn't selfish. He didn't do it because he wouldn't have done without in the minute for him. I can't stand preachers on the radio. Tell some widow woman, send me your last dollar. If that's all you got, brother, send it to me by faith. I say, send them one if you know that. Best. Don't take the poor people's last dollar. You send them another. But you know, she went and baked it. And I don't know what she done while she was baking. Why in the world was she willing to bake it? That's what I... Well, when you get where God is, all of a sudden it falls in on you. God is here. And I want to tell you what you'll do. you do like that old boy come to hold me a meeting. he come to my little church, opened the side door and jumped in. He said, hold it. Nobody there. He went back to his trailer house and got his wife and said, would you please come in here and feel what I feel in this building? God was there. It'll make an old man cry like a baby. It'll make a man bow his head. It'll make you walk soft. She realized she's in the presence of God's man. And she went home and made that cake and brought it back to her. Wasn't much of a speech he made. Wasn't one of these long orations like I get into making very few points. <laughs> but he said, Thus saith the Lord, The meal shall not waste in the barrel. Well, in the right place. Fell on the right song about that. In the right place, the right time. Fell on the right song about that. I remember Elisha run along with Elijah. Them schools of prophets, sons of prophets, remind me of schools of prophets. Well, maybe there was both. But he said to Elijah, if you... Elijah said to him, ask what I'll give you. What, what do you want? I would like the 160 acres or 500 acres. And when you leave, I'll have to have more oxen to get back in the business. When it's, you leave, it's gone. I'll have to have more oxen to start this farming operation back up. When you leave, I, that's all that's left for me. And you would leave me a good, give me a great piece of lamb, sure. It produces good, you know, and, and a good bunch of, you know, oxen. I've got to plow this thing. And if you will, give me that. And and, 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 and a lot of changes to raiment, a little extra spending money so I can fulfill one crop, I'll have enough to make one next year. No, no. He'd already realized what's the most important. Do you? There's some people who've got broken homes and heartaches today. You know, I want to go where that no more country is at. No more heartache, no more pain, no more tears. No more death, no more sorrow, no more night. That's where I want to go. The land of the no mores. That's where I want to go. Well, no, he said, give me a double portion of thy spirit. If you see me, that won't be hard to do. I don't know about that. When I go, you can have it. I don't know what the fellows I've been with didn't see a thing. I get aggravated at them. I know that's the wrong word. I must say, how will I say that? If I'm aggravated, don't let it. I'm aggravated. I guess that's what I get aggravated. All the rest of it. Frustrated, aggravated, and angry. Glory to God. Disappointed and disgusted. Amen. Aggravated, that would have been better. All right. I go travel with some people. I don't see everything I can. But I see a lot of things. Did you see the beautiful home on the side? No, I never noticed it. Travel a little further. Did you see that fine herd of cattle over there? No, I didn't see that. Did you notice that river we went over? No, sir. Did we go over one? I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, but I mean, I've traveled with some precious special friends I'm thinking about. They're not in the building. They don't live down here. And uh, they didn't come to Georgia with me. All right, now then I just, ever all the way there, what did you see? The white line and the yellow line. That's all. I am completely amazed at some people. If they read the newspaper and you say the newspaper said so-and-so, they say, I read it myself and I didn't see it. Well, you thank you because you didn't see it that there ain't nobody else seen it. If you see me, Woo! you ought to saw what I saw. I went to deer hunting. I said, you understand the deer? Where? Right, shot by that tree. Ain't nothing but a bush, sir. 
You see the old dead bush sticking up there? That's his antlers. His head's down under it. I can't see a thing out of a dark-looking spot there in under that limb there. That's his leg sticking right down yonder by the tree. That looks like another old dead tree sticking up. Never will see one. Never hear one. I went towards a hunting count of 35 uh, uh, does and quit counting. I counted 35 and quit counting. Here come an old man out of the woods, orange from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Now, I've never seen so much orange on a man in my life. Just come out of there, boom. When you seen him, he broadcast. You could see him from miles away if you could have had a clear day, I believe. Orange had, he didn't have 500 squares on. He, I don't know how much, he must have 3,500. I never seen so much orange carrying a big bazooka. Come out of there. Before he come out, there's three of the biggest deer I ever seen bounded out of the woods in front of him, hopped across the road, went up the mountain. I said, thunders are coming somewhere. Great hunter. Boom, boom. Hunt nothing like that. I don't care what you hunt. Light your pipe up and fill the road with the, the woods with the smoke and stomp on every dead piece of wood in the woods. You'll never get nothing, Weba. You've got to live like they live. Get quiet. Maneuver like I've hunted deer till the door come up and laid down out in front of me, ten foot. Laid there and cream yourself and look around. I've had them look straight at me. I look at them. Then head lower the head a little, see if I was going to move. If you don't move, you get an eyeful. You got to be looking. A lot of folks never see a deer because they look over it. They look too high in the woods for it. He's done about his head down that tree and looking at you from under that tree. Ain't that right, Weaver? He's right there. I stood till he walked up as close as me as I am to you. The wind was in my favor. Big mule deer in California, or in Colorado, he said. I stood there till he walked off. I tried to pride myself with my ancestors of being Cherokee and Choctaw. That's what I am, both of them. You've got to be in the right place. You don't see nothing? I don't doubt it. You've got to look and look. You ever see that 1372 on that $5 bill? Well, I'm going to put you looking this evening. You look till I leave. And when I meet you again in another place, I'll show you where that's at. And if you haven't sought or nobody showed it to you, there won't be five people in this house see that on that $5 bill this evening. But it's there. And it just sticks out at you when you finally see it. I see now. You ever have anybody show you a picture of Jesus in the clouds? Just like a bunch of crowds to me. I can't see a thing. You see a thing? I can't. Nah. Because you can't. Nobody else can. Because you weren't there and you didn't get it, nobody else got it. Be careful. You don't cut yourself out of it. I'm preaching only in the right place at the right time. Somehow or another, I feel like I'm about to get there right here this morning. God, here it is right here. I see it. You'd be like a little woman in Fort Smith, Arkansas, 75 pounds, dying with TB, lost cheek of me, prayed for her, said, I've done everything in the world, tried to get saved, Brother Moore. I've quit everything. There's anything wrong. And uh, anything a woman to do is anything wrong, and I've quit it. And said, I'm still lost. I'm unsaved. You don't get saved because of what you quit. You get saved because of what He did. You don't get saved because of what you give. You get saved because of what He gives. Bless my heart how any preacher in the world can connect money with salvation and divine healing. I don't know. You can't buy either one of them. I don't care what you do. We knelt to pray. Why we prayed? She'd been trying to get saved for weeks. I heard a weak voice say, I see now. I see now. And she was saved that quick. If you see me when I go, you can have it. And when he saw him, we don't have a report of anybody else. He's the only one we have a report of. He said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel. And the horseman thereof. I'm sorry I took too long. I just don't have much uh, wisdom about quitting. I was raised to fight spiritually. My spiritual forefather said, Don't take no for an answer. And don't be a quitter. Stay, Brother Moore, stay. The preachers that I come up under was jailed. Hey, but several of them was jailed for preaching this. And they taught me, Don't quit. Whatever you do, LD, don't quit. If you will stay with God like you need to, you can be there when God pours the honey into your soul. When divine healing comes down, many times you can be there. You can be there when God's saving grace is manifested in the right place at the right time. He saw it and He got it. On to the New Testament. 
I want to say a word about Havis' preaching last night before I quit. Uh, I appreciate the privilege to preach here. And since I got up here, I thought it wouldn't be fair probably just to make a few scattered remarks and then stop because folks may think I was trying to renege. But uh, Brother Fred said, I want you to preach. I said, you preach them other boys. I go to camp meetings all the time. I'm always going to preach them. He said, I want you to, too. I said, all right. But look, uh, that that seed that Havis talked about, I seen him last night while he preached. I've done this all my life. I, I don't... Uh, I met a man in the hospital at Bristol, Bristol. I met Brother Webb, Brother Havis, in Bristol, Virginia Hospital, Brother Webb. And, and I went into his room a while back when he was up there. He had that bad flare up with that, that clot in his neck or something. looked like he had had open-heart surgery. You know who Randy Webb's daddy? Well, I'd walk to the foot of his bed and had that again. It's happened to me for years. Reckon I ought to have an examination. <laughs> I stood at the foot of his bed. He's, they said Brother Moore's having a bad time of it. One day I prayed, and the Lord said, don't go today, go tomorrow. And how about that? Right place. The right time. And I went the next day, and when I walked in the foot of his bed, I started to pray for him. And, and, and he said, I said, I want to pray for you. And he went to pray, and I couldn't pray, but just about three words. And, and I stopped him. I said, hold it. I said, I see you walking down a dirt road. I see you walking with your, your clothes on. You're happy. You're just walking down a dirt road. I see you. I said, I see your back. I see you from the back walking down a dirt road. Well, he didn't pray no more for it. You know who I met at Richland's Tabernacle out in front of the building the other night? And that's been several... Well, I don't know when I was over at your place, but since I was three or four months, I forget. May. Havis says, Webb. He said, you know me? I said, I, uh, Leonard, I said, I don't know who you are. Then I said, yeah, I said, I know who you are. I'm not saying how long he'll live. I don't know. God didn't show me. But I saw him walking down that road. Just like I saw you when you... They called. I don't know why the Lord does what He does. Don't don't ask me to uh, tell you why He didn't tell me the rest of it. If He had told us the rest of it a few times, we'd have died. Better He don't tell us all of it. But I know that when they sent word and your daughters called and your people called, and I prayed, the Lord said, He'll not die. He'll not die. I told you, Ed Robson, before they operated on you, I had no fear for your life. And after they operated on you, and they called me and said, his heart's skipping and jumping, and Brother Moore's bad. I said, I can't help it! I can't help it! <laughs> I just know what I saw, and I have no fear for his life! Let's stand a minute. Let's sing one of my old favorites. Anyway you fix it, Lord, it's all right with me. Anyway you fix it, Lord, it's all right with me. Anyway you fix it, Lord, it's all right with me. It's all right, it's all right with me. Why don't you fix it like you want it, Lord, it's all right with me. Fix it like you want it, Lord, it's all right. Fix it like you want it, Lord, it's all right with me. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. If you would like more information about sending sermons to us, please send them to holyliving.dylan, that's D-Y-L-A-N, at gmail.com. That's holyliving.dylan at gmail.com. Always feel free to contact us. Once again, thanks for tuning in to our podcast.